Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Calwart, and this is a space to reconnect to God's truth for your life so you can spiritually fill up and face the demands of each day on His firm foundation. I'm so thankful that you're on this journey with me and pray that today's episode really encourages you. Hello and welcome back. I am so excited to be connecting with you today because I have a very special and powerful testimony to share. So I have on Alex, who's the host of the Way of Love podcast. It's a platform to glorify God and inspire people through stories and conversations. Alex also owns a video production company to help kingdom-minded organizations and businesses. And as you'll hear within this interview, Alex was born and raised in China for the majority of his life, and he had never heard the gospel. After years of seeking and searching the truth about this life, he had a really powerful supernatural encounter with Jesus, with God, and it changed his life forever. So now he is dedicating his entire life, all of his gifts and knowledge to share about God and his love for us. So Alex and I have a very similar story of searching for truth and healing in all of the wrong places, putting our faith in new age practices that essentially left us feeling empty and continuously seeking and along the way spiritually disconnected from the one true God. Ephesians 6.12 reads, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And his testimony is a really great example of this, is how we face spiritual warfare, whether we believe in Jesus and follow him or not. We are facing spiritual warfare on a consistent basis, but with the protection of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome that evil and those strongholds within our lives. And that's exactly what Alex was able to accomplish. And, you know, we have proof that the universe had a beginning, right, by an intelligent creator. And this is through the fine-tuning theory, which essentially shows that the universe could have only occurred with the intervention of intelligence, again, from a fine-tuner. So if we know this, and if Jesus resurrected from the dead on the third day, and there are countless eyewitness testimonials that have been written from around that time when Jesus rose again from the dead. So if both of those are true, then Christianity is true. And that verse, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. This was also true when Jesus said this, but also understanding that God is a loving God and the nature of love is not to force or control. This is why he gave us free will. So when we seek and we search and we are presented with the truth, which is Jesus, we have that choice, whether it is, again, a miraculous truth that comes through like what Alex experienced in a very supernatural way within his testimony or simply through a friend. If we acknowledge that truth and then choose that truth for ourselves, accept that into our heart, then we will be with God and that love, this eternal, powerful, unconditional, infinite love that cannot even be described in words that Alex experiences. We can experience that with our Heavenly Father for eternity. 
And I think it's so easy to get caught up in our present day problems. And of course, we want to be so present for our lives and in gratitude for our friends and our family. But remembering that we are spiritual beings in physical bodies, that after our bodies pass away, wither away, die, our spirit will live on. And eternity is a very, very, very long time. (laughs) We really can't even wrap our heads around that, right? Because of the construct of time that we have created here on earth, it exists, but in the spirit world, it does not exist. Eternity is our forever home. And I definitely choose to be in the presence of God and to experience that love and to be washed in that love. And conversely, It was interesting, actually, because both Alex and I, within our plant medicine experiences, experienced a taste of hell. Uh, And I have not shared, again, my full plant medicine testimony yet, but I will be very soon. And it's very interesting that we had very similar experiences. So if you're watching the video version of this on YouTube, if you go on to watch that, you will see that I am just shaking my head (laughs) pretty much the entire episode in agreement with Alex and what he experienced uh, because it resonated so deeply as to my own experience of when I experienced quote-unquote hell within this plant medicine journey and it essentially was a complete separation from God and utter blackness, darkness, like this ink black darkness that... Uh, I had never seen in my physical reality before the darkness. I can't even describe how sticky and dark it was and how scary it felt. And there's a lot more to unpack there, but Alex had a similar experience. So you're going to get to hear that. And, you know, the demonic possession piece is very real. And we go into that, how many people, even If you're a Christian, you've accepted salvation, you could potentially still have some entities that are holding on. And especially if you're still dabbling in new age practices, because essentially that's where my, in my own journey, I experienced some demonic attacks, some dark spiritual attacks. And then as you'll hear, Alex experienced something very similar when he was still dabbling in the new age, even after he had already accepted Christ into his heart. Because salvation is instant. When you accept Jesus into your heart, you say that prayer, you mean it, you believe it, that is instant salvation that your spirit will go on to heaven. But sanctification takes weeks, months, years of slowly unpacking all of your old ways of being, all of the sins of the world that you had picked up from friends and peers and society. And our true nature is sinful, right? We know that. But once we accept Christ into our heart, we can begin that process of really striving to be more like Jesus because ultimately that's what it's all about. He was the perfect example of kindness and morality and love and justice and all things good. And that only happens when we turn our backs from our old ways of being, right? And decide that we want to be made anew in Christ. And that also means turning away from all of the new age practices or anything within your life 
that you know could have potentially opened up a door spiritually that um, could be causing some destruction subtly or very apparently within your life. And so that's the journey that Alex went down. It's the journey that I have been going down and it feels so good. And with that, I hope that you enjoy today's episode and this really powerful testimony that Alex shares. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. So great to have you on. Hi, Sam. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. So you had mentioned just before we jumped on that you had been at a retreat. So what were you doing at this retreat in California? Yeah. Wow. Like this retreat was so inspiring. I was uh, with a hundred plus men, uh, men of God, Christian men at a uh, mountain. So a forest, it's called Forest Homes in San Bernardino, California. And it was a two day retreat. And I just witnessed in that retreat, so many powerful God stories. Like there are people, like I heard of one story, uh, this guy, you know, he lived a very um, chaotic life in the majority of his life. Uh, he was a famous gangster in the, in, like, in the area. And now and then I heard um, his story of he literally surrendered his life to God on his deathbed. Like when like he's ready to like give up everything. And then one of his friend um, was there for him and offered him this, you know, this opportunity, this second chance to give his life for God. And he's like, basically, you know, he tried his way and he surrendered. And if like, you wouldn't even recognize him, like this man is, he has such a, you know, a heart for God and completely transformed just by surrendering his life to God. And there are just like many stories like that in this retreat. I was just, I was very humbled and I made a, made a friend and this friend, this new friend of mine, he, um, similar story, but different because he literally like he was at such a low point of his life. He tried to end his life and he tried it and he took a bunch of pill. Like he would have, like he would have died. Right. But he didn't, um, in his, in this, in his death experience, he saw, um, uh, like after, like after he had took the medicine, after take, took the, um, the pills and stuff, he saw this honey colored eyes, this man smiled and just walked towards him and he just felt so much love and he woke up and not only he woke up, he's fine. Like. It wasn't like even a process of healing. He was fine. And then also he just like literally went back home because he got kicked out of his house. Mm. Um, his family rejected him and he literally went back. He's like, no, like, like, like telling his wife that it's different now. So his transformation is like, like this mm. because he saw Jesus uh, at his death and Jesus brought him back. And now... Like he's has such a, a a servant heart and just cares for people. I just stories like this just always makes me feel so encouraged and inspired that this is the truth. And yeah, so I just came back literally last night mm, or amazing. or Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we can. I really believe like others testimonies. And like you said, how that man received healing in an instant, it was, there was a process. Yeah. And 
we know that that is supernatural. Only God can give us that healing. And how powerful hearing those testimonies and absolutely so encouraging to just keep going on our own journeys in those moments when we're feeling discouraged to know that, uh, that that healing is available to us too. Yes. Yes. I agree. Incredible. Okay. So I would love to jump into your story and first looking back at childhood adolescence for you, where do you feel that you were under the deception of the enemy? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I would say for the majority of my life, I was under the deception of the enemy because I was born in a country where there is no gospel. So I've never heard of the gospel for the majority of my life. And, you know, um, born and raised in China, I was being raised with uh, the Darwinian evolution, right? Like we came from, like we were evolved from monkeys and, you know, how the universe is just that came out of pretty much nowhere, uh, Big Bang and the, you know, the evolution theory. And, and, you know, I grew up, I definitely like all of us has that curiosity, right? Uh, where do we go when we die? I think God already puts it, puts that in, in our, all of our heart, our soul to seek for him, to seek for the truth. And I never got a really satisfying answer when I was little because uh, the family that I grew up in and the environment, it was no, there was not, nothing spiritual. It's, it's, you know, physical, right? So I was at basically ground level, level one, where everything's physical and and also growing up i was being taught that like all religion is uh it's like fantasy fantasy it's like people are not educated uh where science is you know everything it's the pinnacle right so growing up in pretty much in that mindset and i moved to the states when i was 17 and you know i got invited to youth group and and just uh, gatherings and by, by my Christian friends that I made in high school. And I went because uh, I, I have already felt that the Christian friends that I made are just for whatever reason that they are just much more friendly, right? <laughs> it's like, why are they so nice to me? And, and it, it's, it's very, it's a very um, helpful because, you know, moving across country, that's very hard where English is my second language. And so I was, I went to youth group just to hang out and, and like any atheist, you know, like as a main argument, like I use the same words, like, you know, uh, like people that believes in like religious people, they're awake, they're weak, like they need a crutch and like, who is this Jesus? Like he's, that's not even here, you know, like, so I was the most skeptical person. So even the time I was hanging out at the youth group, I actually never really heard the gospel right like i've never like actually listened and because there was this resistance well now knowing that this resistance didn't come from me it came from the enemy and for the longest time i identify with my negative thoughts the thoughts of hatred of envy of rejection like all those things i thought they were all my thoughts maybe some are mine but um i'll go in more on that later when God opened my eyes when I literally saw a demon come came out of me. And that's when I realized, whoa, this whole time that I thought I was rejecting the Bible. I thought I was, you know, having this, um, 
rejecting Jesus, rejecting God, I thought that was me. But turns out that was not even me. It was the demon inside of me. And maybe also demons around that just, you know, that the oppression, that voice really keeps me away from the gospel. And I think it's very common. It's more common than people realize that why do people that have, you know, doesn't know God and they think that they know God, why do they have this uh, different type of resentment or even hate or rejection or um, just like repel being like rejection towards to, to, the, to, the, to the gospel, to the Bible. And a lot of times it's from the spirits. It's from the dark spirits. So yeah. And then from there, I went to college. So it's a public, you know, a university. And of course, like that's literally the melting pot of the world. Right. And it's a very, it's just, I just, just being surrounded by um, non-believers and it's a sinful way of living. And at the time I was definitely feeling a lot of trauma because like a lot of brokenness in my life and because how like I was raised because, you know, since I was two years old, my parents will took me to boarding schools and I only go home during the weekends since I was two, two years old. Yeah. And um, so that kept going on until when I was 12 years old, my parents literally like they left me um, without telling me that they left. So I was living with my aunt for five years until I moved here to re- reunite with them. That's a whole nother story. Basically, my dad had to leave um, due to, he was like, basically, long story short, he had to leave because um, he made a huge deal. Um, like he was like top business person in the city at the time, selling like AC and fridge and stuff. And he made a huge deal and the person didn't pay like these hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars, like talking about like a lot of money and the person didn't pay, you know, in China, it's all about connection. So my dad, uh, long story short, he talked to the director of the police department, which he knows and he didn't handle it. He delegated that to like a lower rank person and um, the guy didn't handle it. And my dad was angry. He beat up the guy and, and it's, it's, it's a very serious issue. So, so basically he had to go, but you know, for, for me, like this whole time, I, I had no idea until recent years, that was what happened, right? They just left. And this is where the enemy seeps in is through our trauma. And, um, so it was a dark, very dark time of my life. And so coming back to, you know, college where I was looking for healing, right. For healing from this deep abandonment trauma feelings uh, heal, uh healings from like just not being being raised in a stable family just always moves around and loneliness you know isolation and rejection all of that and what got you know what's mo- very attracting to, till still till this day which i think you know very well of is new age yeah so i got into new age you know i was watching those videos online by these teachers and and gurus and you know all those big names and i was watching you know it was definitely it felt like a band-aid right now looking back now looking back it felt like a band-aid but it doesn't really fix the real issue here is that i didn't know god right so you know i dabbled with uh 
you know, tarot cards and um, what else? Like astrology, um, you know, like just different things. And I was like not very like deep, deep practicing it, but it was like just like a belief system that I started to cultivate, right? And now looking back, it's very self-centered. It's it's very self-centered and it really boosts our egos up. And versus uh, Christianity, it's like, well, one is I can't save myself. I realized that when I met Jesus, that I can't save myself. And also I can't work my way to heaven. Like it's not possible. And I, and yeah, so got into new age, started to just watching all those videos. Like, you know, it's all about manifestation. It's all about like creating the life that I wanted, right. Versus just surrendering to what the life that God has planned for me, which is much more powerful than I can ever comprehend and imagine because it's a beyond at that point it's beyond me it's beyond me the love overflows from god towards to other people as an act of service and love for god and wanting more people to know the gospel it's like so why does you know i start to sometimes you know think about why does this all these um people that love god give up everything to you know, for their mission, for their calling. Some move to different countries. Some, you know, um, start to share about their faith where they could be disowned by their family, by their community. It's all because of love. And this is what the world sometimes don't understand. They think that it's coming from a, a place of condemnation and judgment. I would say a lot of times, majority of the times when Christians start to share about their faith, knowing that they will be prosecuted, it's out of a place of love. So from, from, you know, from getting into new age, uh, I got introduced to psychedelics and that's where, you know, it's a huge topic and that's where like it really opened doors for me in, in terms of the spiritual world. Right. And here's the thing, like the enemy is so tricky that as long as one is, it's, you know, with new age, it doesn't really talk about the existence of the enemy. Once you know there is an enemy, there is a kingdom of darkness that's working against you, everything changes. Everything, how you perceive things are completely different. But in New Age, they don't tell you that. They tell you there are spirit guides, there are ascended masters, but have, you know, have, you know, have I or have you ever considered, I'm talking not about you, but like the audience, have you ever considered that? the spirit guides might not be even for you. What if it's for them for themselves? So like knowing that now every voice that we hear is for us, the Bible talks about testing the spirit, testing the spirit. It's so important. And so got into psychedelics. And at the time, it really, I would also like not fully discredit it. It's like, it's, you know, completely useless. You know, like it definitely helped healing my emotional wound. But again, it doesn't really help to heal the deep soul, soul underlying issue of not knowing God, not even knowing Jesus. And it's, again, it's like a Band-Aid. Maybe it's a, it's a bigger Band-Aid, but it's still a Band-Aid, right? It just doesn't really fix the issue. The real heart surgeon here is Jesus, is God. And so, and I, you know, at the time, you know, I thought I got, I you know, I got, I got the truth. Like, like, this is, this is it. Like, 
you know, people, everybody needs to know this. this is the best thing ever. And, you know, with my story, I also want to preface that because it's extremely rare. And I realized I haven't heard any other story that people actually met Jesus, like the gospel, like the Jesus, the biblical Jesus in like in a psychedelic journey where I have never even heard, like read the Bible. So I want to preface that I don't want people to listen to my testimony and go on going to Peru to, to go into retreats. Um, no, and I I yeah. will definitely say too with the psychedelic piece because I've talked to my community about going down the same path, yeah. doing mushrooms, doing ayahuasca, and um, you're playing Russian roulette because that's you're, it. Yeah, you're spiritually opening up that door for anything to come in, and that's why in the Bible it says stay sober and stay vigilant because yes. your your enemy is you know out to seek to steal, destroy. And devour, and um, I. Y- there are many, many accounts and stories of people being demonically possessed after Come doing on. psychedelics. Yeah, so it's yes. it's so dangerous. Uh, people don't realize that there's a huge movement of people flocking to ayahuasca to South America to work with shamans, um, but it unfortunately is leaving people more traumatized in a lot of cases and literally demon possessed. I had a woman at my retreat that left demon possessed and she left during the middle of the retreat because of what she witnessed and what she saw. And then I talked to her like six months later and she was still experiencing torment from that situation. And that is just not worth it in my eyes. It's not worth it at all. It, you're you're spot on. It is playing Russian roulette, and and also you know Satan comes in disguised as a, as an angel of light. Sometimes it can also be very subtle that it just gave us half truth that we believe that this is truth, and that's how we're gonna operate, right? It feels good, you know, manifesting reality and stuff like that. Anything to keep our eyes away from Jesus, because He is the truth. He's the way. He's the life, and it's so true. And, you know, I heard this story um, on my Bible study. This uh, woman does deliverance ministry, right? And she was actually in the jungle one time and sharing the gospel. And literally because he, he deliverance is his main thing, his main calling, right? He has, he has, a, it's, has a special place in, his, in her heart. And literally she was at this kind of like a, you know, with a, you know, the medicine people and they, every one of them start to manifest demons. Like they start to manifest. It's, it's, yeah, it's very dangerous because it really opens the doors up for, for the demonic. So We're yeah. Spiritual so, warfare. Yeah. Spiritual warfare or torment. Yeah. It's, it's so strong right now. And so many people are, um, possessed unfortunately by dark entities and spirits and not even realizing it thinking that their depression their suicidal thoughts come on all of that is them it's not and it's it's the enemy and you know it also says in the bible how the devil blinds unbelievers and yes uh, yes he definitely does anything he can do to keep you away from the bible and away from jesus if that means keeping you in the new age for years dabbling in everything and going down that deep dark hole um he'll keep you there and he'll be happy to do so because again it's just it's keeping you away from the actual truth and that's the same deception i fell into yeah 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 and so where you know going into my testimony where i had encounter with jesus you know god literally 
um, help me see their deception. And it was, I still, it was two and a half years. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been two years or so. And I still, like every single day, I think about it every single day. And so what happened was I was at a psychedelic retreat and it's, it's not a Christian, like it's, there's no Christian. There might be some like people that like are like lukewarm, like Christians and, but it's not a Christ centered retreat. It's just psychedelics, you know, healing. Um, and, you know, I went in definitely, you know, I was at a very, um, just a broken, uh, time of my life where I was heartbroken and I'm still trying to find my purpose. It was just, uh, just in a very low valley of my life, right? So I went in uh, genuinely seeking healing and just transformation and something, right? A breakthrough. And I remember one of my intention is to like to die and to be reborn. Not knowing what I'm asking for is completely uh, a different level, right? Um, and I died and I died because in that journey, I basically about an hour or so in, I thought I had died where I didn't remember my name and who I am, where I am, what time it is, what year it is, like completely in the limbo. And even with my current like reality, I can't even control anything. It's everything's looping. And I literally cried out, I was like, am I dead? Am I dead? I was like super scared, right? And everything comes after that is I can find it in the Bible where I have never read it. I can find Bible verses explaining every single thing that happened in this next phase of this journey. So one, the first one is the wages of sin is death, right? I experienced what that feels like. And then God, you know, it was like six hours of a lot of the uh, different visions and it felt like lifetimes. So I'll do my best to, um, to tell the story in, in, a, in the order that I remembered. And one of the first things that God showed me, he's, he played out my new age belief. And where I thought I I'm, I'm going to die, I'm dying. And, you know, in new age, they talk about how when we die, we go back to like oneness or one with everything, right? That's part of one of the new age is a lot of things, but it's one of, one of the belief that I held at the time. And there's also like reincarnation, which is like that, that, that this two doesn't even mix together. So it's like, even doesn't make logical sound. Um, but so I thought I'm going to go back to like, just every one with everything. And, and so, you know, how, when we were born, we have these two cells and how it kind of multiplies. And I literally f experienced the reverse of that. So it's like the only thing I can feel in my entire body was like this two, maybe like electrons spinning, right? Like this two positive and negative spinning. That's all I can feel. And, I, and then, and then I have, I had free will at the time I can choose to go back to, you know, one with everything to like, to die. And I stopped and I realized how scary that belief was is because I realized at the, at the moment, it's like, wow, like, Yes, I can feel there's an infinite amount of love in on the other side. But if I choose to do this, I'm like alone, 
right? I'm one with everything, but I'm also like nothing at the same time. So I stopped. And that was the first, one of the first vision that God showed me that there's a better, <laughs> there's a reality that's much better where in heaven there's relationships. Like you will spend eternity with our brothers and sisters, with, with God. There's this everlasting and never ending relationship and expansion and joy, right? Where it's so much more beautiful, like infinitely beautiful, more beautiful. And so that one's one of the first vision that God showed me. And then uh, I remember kind of how, like how when people describe their near-death experience, how like life flashing in front of their eyes. And it happened for me. And, and, it, and, then, and I knew that was God because God literally zoomed in on a moment of, in time in my life that was so small that I couldn't even remember it. I never thought about it, right? And it was me walking down the street with my roommate and we were talking and I said something that was cold. Like I made a cold comment and God literally made that what I said so clear. Everything else is silent. It's just the word that I said. And he zoomed in on how what I said made him feel. And I realized three things. One is everything that I said, there's a record. Two is looking back my life, there was no coincidence. There was no mistake. Like there was a divine plan. Like I was in the hand of God this whole time. I thought I had free will. I do, but at the same time, there is this divine, divine plan in my life. And then number three is how important it is. It's, everything matters. It's everything that we say matters. That's why always coming from a place of love and compassion versus, you know, saying things that will hurt people. You know, when you're looking at Jesus' life, he's, you know, very humble, meek, lowly, gentle with his voice. So God showed me like that, that lesson. And then, and then a bunch of different visions, but my first encounter with Jesus is I was underwater. I was like drowning. And I just felt this hand and I just grabbed onto the hand and the hand gently pulled me out of the water. It was as clear as it's even, it feels more real than real life. That's what I can describe. I opened my eyes and I saw Jesus was standing on a wooden boat. And I saw like my soul instantly recognized that's Jesus, even though I wasn't seeking Jesus. I was seeking truth. I was seeking truth, but I would never in my life thought, imagine that's where I'll end up is I'll, I'll meet Jesus, right? And he was on a wooden boat and there was, it was a clear day, like very calm water. And there's these two disciples that are rowing the boat, right? Very like nonchalant, not even surprised. Like I just saw them talking to each other. And in the Bible, it talks about, follow me, you'll become fishers of men. So I got put out of the water where, and then I think that moment after that, where it's where God started showing me different things, like open, literally open my eyes, right? So the second part then moved on to a completely different scene. I was in this white space, this white, like empty white space full of light. And I was kneeling down and I was like kneeling down and where there's chains around my, my, my arms. 
right? And I thought I'm going to be in chains for eternity because there's nobody, there's no one, there's just me. And there's this chains. And in front of me were this, this pure white light. And it's, it's God, right? I, and it's like, just, I can feel the, the, the amount of love like inside that light. And so at the time, I just made a decision. I made a decision to break free the chain with all of my strength, knowing that it may actually kill me. And I still made that decision because I don't want to be in chains for the rest of my life, my eternity. So I made the decision. I use all of my, literally all of my soul, all of my strength, everything that I have to break free the chain. And I did. And I just charged towards to that light and my entire world, literally my entire world becomes white. Like I was being just washed by this white light. And meanwhile, I'm looking, there's different, th- like there's multiple layers that are happening at the same time. One is I, you know, in the physical world, there was about four to five, like very strong, strong guys that were painting me down because at the time I was not aware of my body and they don't want to, me to hurt myself. Right. So I was in the physical realm. I wasn't, my body's there. I was being pinned down just a quick break to let you know that this show is completely listener sponsored. So if you feel called support the soul for production and outreach, you can now donate to the show on Patreon or Venmo, but leaving a five-star review also counts as a contribution if you cannot get financially right now. So I'm going to leave the links within the show notes to do so. And truly your support means so much. And, but I didn't know that, right? I didn't know that. And so as I was, as I broke free the chain, like in the, in real life, there's no way, there's no way that I could break free that they were just super strong. And then, but I d- did broke free as I was breaking free the chain. And at the same time I was watching myself in this bird's eye view and I saw a female demon screaming, like screaming because of how much love was being infused in me. The Bible says perfect love cast out fear. So the only thing that can drive out demon is God's love. The love is love drive out demon. Condemnation never will. And so when when the demons started screaming like this came out of me, I real like there's you know it's a huge eye opening moment for me. At the time, you know, I was still in it. I was still, you know, it was I was still in it, and it was super raw and it's very like I was crying. It's, it's all those things. I was I was losing it. But now looking back, now even the time I still have this uh, quick thought that, wow, like there is something inside of me that was dark and that was living inside of me that I didn't even know until that moment. I don't know how long that demon was in there. Probably a long, long, long time that I didn't even know. And so... The first thing that Jesus did was he cast demons out of me. And then, so now even knowing the Bible, again, and I don't even know the Bible at the time, right? And then Jesus led me to confession and repentance. And how he led me to do it is love. Again, it's love is what, you know, charged me, made me want to go into the light to break free the chain, to cast out the demon. And at the same time, 
Like I'm getting closer to closer to love. It's like my soul is getting closer to God, right? And then there, I, in the, in the, on the, on the road to God, I experienced those blockages and Jesus was like guiding me. And once, and then I started to, to repent. And what led me to that is love again. So when I was going towards love and something will come up like hatred, like envy, like jealousy, but they will come up one by one and, and, it will be a like, a like a scenario in the past. The things that I said or a thought that I had, I have to say. I have to say it out loud for me to go closer to God. And so I started to like confessing, and one by one, like for example, I don't even I don't really remember what I said. But for example, if I said like there's some it's a scenario in my past that God was showing me, and it, and then I need to say I hate you in order to 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 like release it. And I said when I said that word. I would literally physically throw up that word. Like I would physically throw up. Like there would be like I'd be throwing up. And when I throw up, I, I would get lighter. And it's like, and then one after another, it's like I'm uncovering just how pure God's love is. Like how pure that is. Because at the same time, there was this underlying plot that's happening where I the angels, I can feel the angels, like they're very cheerful, like very encouraging. The angels were preparing me to get married. At the time, I thought I was married to this woman that I loved because at the time I was heartbroken, right? That was the only image that I could think of in terms of love because God is trying to help me understand that I'm actually, they were actually prepared for me to be married to God. But in my mind, I could not even comprehend that yet, right? So they were preparing me to get married. And I realized um, also in during the, you know, the, the deliverance part is, how sacred marriage is, how sacred that is, and how holy God is, because I can't even see God without deli- like that deliverance first. So as I was as I was throwing up, as I was crying my eyes out, and 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 then something else will come up, and and my entire nose will be stuffed, completely stuffed, and I'll have to like blow them out, and I can feel like the negativity, the darkness come out of me. It was so powerful it was so powerful and you know the whole time was crying so i got closer to love and closer to love closer to love and then the next thing is i was being dunked into water and to the you know i was being dunked into water i was being baptized without knowing what that even was right what that even is so i was being baptized and in the vision i cannot even breathe in real life like if i try to talk my voice will sound like i'm actually underwater that's how it's just supernatural. It's such supernatural. And Jesus pulled me out of the water. And that was where me reaching hand, my hand out to God and God reaches his hand out to me. And there was this painting, right? There's this painting. It's like the Adam's like reaching his finger out to God, right? And I, I experienced that without like actually caring about the painting at all. But that was like what I, what I experienced. But I throw my, like I throw my entire like soul, my body into God, right? And then, and then, I experienced something like very powerful at that time too. Is I froze, like I froze in the middle. I could not touch God because, you know, the Bible talks about love God with all of your heart and all of your soul and like all of like all of you. And so that was when I realized, wow, like I I have to be all in, or I can't even. I have to be all in. So 
I, that love at that time was like that love is so like right in front of me, it was so powerful. I just throw my entire past away, like everything was being broken off, and I the fingers touch, and at the same time, God put a ring on my finger, and I just kneeled down and I just cried and cried because of how how much love that I have felt from God. It was the Bible says it's the perfect love. It was literally the perfect love, and. And I cried so much, and I didn't, couldn't even believe it. I didn't think I even deserve it, right? I didn't think I deserve that amount of love. And I started to bring on things that I didn't like about myself, like you love me even this and this, and everything. That's love is so unconditional, and it is like everything that I think that I'm not enough is nothing because I'm a child of God because God loves all of us. Unconditionally, and so that was the story of the prodigal son, right? The the prodigal son, the son came back, and the dad, the father, did not condemn the son. It just instead just very happy to see him, put a ring on his finger.、Mm. Wow,、yeah. that's so powerful! I had goosebumps, and so many of the points that you touched on within your own story, I experienced within my own plant medicine. Journey, which is really interesting, and I haven't shared that entire story yet because I've been waiting.、Um, yes, but,、uh, wow, so so powerful. And so, when you came back from that retreat, then what did your sanctification process look like? Like, what did God begin to weed out of your life? How did you change? How long did it take? What that yeah, look like? That's a really that's a really good question because it's a process, right? Like, how that. Supernatural encounter is not like that perfect right away. It's not like it's always going to be a journey. It's always going to be a process until we meet Jesus, until we are with Jesus. And you know, for me,、um, the last part of the that vision was, you know, God showed me. You know, that was the how I met God, how I felt His love, and God showed me heaven. It was just like just like the Bible described, just like the Bible described. It was there's no suffering, there was no sin. Uh, and then God also showed me hell, and at the time I thought it was a punishment. And not until recently I realized that was pruning, right? Just like you know, God was helping us to grow more like Him into His character. Sometimes, a lot of times, that the things that happen in our lives that are challenging, hard, it's not that God is punishing us; it's God is. Preparing us and pruning us, and so you know, at the end, that was like it's kind of, you know, it's sad for me at the time. It was like because that was the end of my journey. Is I I was in hell, and and I was in hell. I was being tied on the cross, and there was these two demons were tormenting me, and they were using the same words that the angels were using earlier, like they were saying like, "You're safe." They were saying like you're safe, Alex. We love you. And now, like knowing now, looking back, is God was、uh, helping me, teaching me discernment because, as we can see right now in this day and age, where everybody was using is using the word love. Like you can look at different types of communities and stuff, but it's false love. Like it's it's not it's 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 love. It's darkness disguised as light. And so. And then, and I also tried to work my way out of hell. I literally tried to work my way out of hell, and I realized I couldn't even move an inch. It's impossible. 
And the only thing I did at the time is cried out for Jesus. As I said, Jesus, like, what did I do wrong? Even at that time, because I, at the time I wasn't looking for Jesus in my mind. So after all I've had experience, I already knew Jesus is the only way. It's the only way. And so, you know, coming back, the sanctification process, um, I didn't give my life to Jesus right away, right? It took me a few more months to finally realize Jesus, wow, Jesus saved me, right? And that concept is already, you know, pretty like out there for me at the time because, you know, as, you know, I was believing in a new age and in new age that they don't want you to be a victim, right? There is no savior. Like you were weird, like we, nobody's going to come here to save us. We're going to save ourselves. Only we can because we create our reality. You know, if you look at it, it's very cold uh, belief because, well, what about those homeless people? What about those people that are that are in jail? What about people that are demonically oppressed and and demon demonized? So they 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 are just gonna be, we're just gonna you know they they are just gonna mani- be manifesting the reality. Um, it's very cold uh, if you really look at it. And so, I at the time, so I realized Jesus saved me, and I called my one of my best friend Adam, and this is why fellowship is so important. This is why we need to show up in the people that we love that are not yet believing because I, you know, experienced firsthand that, you know, there was a believe uh, Christ uh, follower friend, a Christian friend. Um, that's always there for me. Like he invited me to church and stuff, but he never like, you know, forced me to believe. Right. So he was just always there loving and caring. And so I called him, he was the first person I think of because we're really good friends. And I called him, I told him everything that happened. And basically, it was a short phone call. It was very simple. At the end, he asked me if I gave my life to Jesus. And I was like, yes, yes. And so I said a prayer and I gave my life to Jesus. And then that's when he warned me about spiritual warfare, right? Like the enemy will come after us when we switching jerseys, right? <laughs> So, and he warned me about it. And he also uh, told me about like spiritual gifts and, you know, how God will give us spiritual gifts to serve other people. And so afterwards, it was, took me a few more months to really start to see the deception of the new age, because at the time I was still in it. Right. And then, but the Holy Spirit is slowly doing work in my life, right? Removing me from like different groups where I start, I start to feel conviction out of nowhere. It's like, why, like, it's like, why am I even here? But why, why am, where does that, that thought even come from? Because at the time when, if I'm being at the places that ho- the Holy Spirit doesn't want me to be, I will like feel sadness out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't even know that was the Holy Spirit at the time. So the Holy Spirit will start grieving. And so it's like this compass is being reworked, right? So I'm starting to follow a new compass and, and things that I used to love to do that I don't like to do anymore. And, and then it's not until about, uh, I would say it's coming up almost a year now, which is crazy that I feeling convicted by the Holy Spirit, which is the last, I was at one of the last stronghold for in my life was, you know, psychedelics, right? So at the time I I was using it, you know, I, you know, I say it as like I was growing and I was like developing spiritually, but it was also like a cop out, right? If he says it feels good, sometimes it does not, but you know, <laughs> and so 
it's when one other vision that happened that really convicted me to quit psychedelics. So it will, what happened was it was one of the most scary thing that I've ever probably, if not the most scary thing I've ever experienced because at the time I was at home by myself and I took mushrooms, right? And, and it was doing well. And I started to feel a little prideful. It's like, Oh, I'm like doing really well in life. And, and then, and then I start to, then, then, uh, then the, uh, a feeling of unforgiveness start to creep in and start their feeling of resentment to someone that I thought, you know, wronged me in the past. Right. And I start like grieving. I start crying. It's like, why, like, why do you do this to me? And when that unforgiveness start to happen is when demons started coming in, tormenting me. It was like, I was legitimately being tormented by several demons and, and to the point, it was so scary. And like, I, they were inside of me and I had to like, I then brought in like a, this uh, salad bowl and I started to like throwing out, like purging them out. Like thought, I, I thought this is going to kill me. I, I might die. Like I, this is going to, this is my kill me. And, you know, thank God that at the time I'm already like having that, the Holy Spirit is already working in my life. Like that's why I can like even try to, to throw, throw out these, those demons. So I was so like, I was throwing up, like things are popping. It was, it was like, in, like in a movie and, and I was like throwing up and it was so scary. And then at the time my Bible just came in, by the way. So my Bible came in not that long ago and it came in probably like a, a week ago or so. So I had my Bible with me. And at that time I literally like subconsciously, I grabbed the Bible now, no, not even at the time, I didn't like fully believe like that is the truth yet, right? I'm just curious. And I grabbed on the Bible and I put the Bible on my head. And I kid you not, those demons were like ants. The moment I put the Bible on my head, like the demons are, I can't, they can't even move it an inch. And then, and then, so, and then there's two things that I did that the torment stopped. One is I got, asked God for mercy. I said mercy. And, it, it, and, I, and then the the torment eased and the last part how it eased it was is when i said i forgive everyone it talks about in the bible it literally has a has a you know a passage a story jesus used a parable of the unforgiving servant where god forgives us and if we don't forgive other people god will also not forgive us so yeah, so I experienced the full-on gospel. You know, it's it's there is the wrath of God. There's like there's the justice of God. It's not you know we can't always just preach the love of God. And there's you know there's a whole spectrum. And so I experienced that. And you know that at the time was like wow, like I better read my Bible. Like I realized how real spiritual warfare is, and I and I realized how mushrooms can open doorway for that. And, and it talks in the Bible about pharmakia. Pharmakia is another w- a word for psychedelics. And it's like, you guys, people in, in the Bible, God is warning us against pharmakia, witchcraft, psychedelics, anything that alters your state of consciousness for a yeah. reason. It's not because he doesn't want us to have fun or whatever. It's because it will open spiritual doors and Amen. these demons will just flood in when they see that you're vulnerable yes. and weak spiritually yes. that's when they come through and that this is uh, why it is an, an abomination in the bible and why it's warned against because it absolutely is just another doorway that the enemy can creep through 
That's so good. And you know, once I felt convicted to that, I stopped, and it was so interesting because it was like I'd never craved it ever since. Like I didn't even crave it. And there, I also used like this、uh, plant called hape. I don't even heard of that. Yeah, I like I use it like you know like once, twice, three times, sometimes three times a day. And when I felt the conviction, I stopped. Like I didn't even want to use it anymore. It was so quick.、Um, yeah, and then also you know the Bible talks about being sober minded.、Um, it's so it just it's just so important.、Um, and I think there is just before that, I just remembered it's also a huge part where、um, you know I was. At an ayahuasca ceremony, and at the time it was like you know throwing up and like why am I even putting myself into that situation? And at the end,、um, the last day, it was it was again like you know it's very interesting because I know that this thing these things doesn't happen to everybody that takes psychedelics, and and I just experienced a lot of grace from God, really like just a lot of grace、um, because you know the second night I thought I'm die I thought I'm gonna die again, you know. <laughs> This seems to be the same theme.、Um, so God is playing out my life from starting to, from the start till to that point, and God showed me all of the sad moments in my life, and I started sobbing. And then it was like at the end of my life, I thought I'm gonna die, and I was you know you know facing before God, where just like I was just floating in space and with my arms wide open, and I just see this white light, right. Like knows everything about me, that loves me unconditionally, just like always there for me. And at that time, I just like I realized the reason that I'm sad is because I didn't know God. The reason I'm sad is because I was separated from God. That that was the root reason. You know, it, it's that's the root cause. And then at the time, I just literally made peace with my death, and I was like, God. I I just literally closed my eyes and I made peace and I said, God, I love you, I trust you, and I surrender. So at that time, at that moment, I sur- literally surrendered my soul to God. And just like the Bible says, I felt, I deeply felt how much God loves us. And the Bible also talks about we love because He first loved us. And so that's when you know a, a week or so later, I had this literally the the Uh, a passion, uh, interest out of nowhere to read the Bible, and I ordered my Bible, and I started reading it, and I start reading the Book of John first, right?、And、then John three three it says, "Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God." And I just start tearing up <laughs> because that was the first time I actually started reading the Bible. Right, and then as I'm reading it, as I'm reading it, it's constantly. I was in awe. I was constantly blowing my mind because every single thing that I have experienced in the story that I that I just shared, I can find it in scripture.、Mm. And、It's、so, how he speaks to us is, you know,、yeah. the Bible. It's it's the living word. It is the living word, and it's a supernatural book, and it is one of the most direct ways that God will use to speak to us. Amen. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, the the process of sanctification is just just like that. It was, you know, mainly broke off the strongholds of psychedelics, and、um, and Holy Spirit really. Com- I start to really feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know, just things start to 
being taken out. And now, now it's more so, you know, the recent journey is, is the sanctification is the take every thought captive. It's now it's like, okay, so I'm not addicted to pornography. I'm not addicted to like alcohol. I'm I, like, I don't have anything. Like, I don't have any strongholds, but now it's like, okay, I'm starting to be very aware of my thoughts and what, when, when a negative thoughts comes up, like I'll, I'll like reject it. You know, the Bible says, you know, resist the devil, it will flee from you. So now I'm just like starting to take every thought captive because, you know, the Jesus talk about in the Bible, how if we commit, like if we look at a woman with lust, we commit adultery. And if you look at the brother and sister with hatred, like we commit, like we're, we're committing murder. And, you know, when God showed, when God was showing me that in the first vision, I realized our thoughts are very powerful. And also God knows every, like there's no hiding in our thoughts. Like God knows everything that we think of, you know, that's one thing I also experienced during deliverance. I realized, wow, like all of my sins, all of my sins and all of my thoughts, all of the darkness was being exposed to God. Like there was no running away of anything that we've done in the past. And the, and then Jesus was delivering me, right? Now knowing that at the time, the reason why he could do that for us is because he died for us, right? And, you know, when he was delivering me, he didn't even say that. He didn't say like, I did this for you. Like I died for you. He was just helping me, right? Now, later on learning like theology, learning about the Bible, it's like, wow. And then watching the passion of Christ, I was like crying. I was like, oh wow, gosh. like what a friend that we have, you know, like I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I, I don't have to figure it out by myself. I'm so glad that there's a savior. I'm so glad that there's literally a truth that we can root ourselves, you know, be our foundation, right? Versus like a self-help book that somebody wrote 20 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the point that you brought up over and over again about the unforgiveness piece. I mean, we unforgiveness is another doorway for the enemy to come in. And yes, during, huge. during deliverance ministry, that's why forgiveness is such a crucial part forgiving yourself for your past, but then forgiving others from your past, because it is, it's, it's another stronghold and door that the enemy will come through. So true. Yes. Amazing. Yes. And so the spiritual warfare you mostly experienced within these psychedelic journeys themselves, was there anything beyond that? Or now is it more of the thought process that you've been dealing with? That's a great question because if anything, <laughs> I experienced more spiritual warfare than ever. Um, yeah, you know, when we're into new age, the, the, the kingdom of darkness doesn't care. It doesn't care. Like we're lost, you know, but after I gave my life to Jesus, which where the subtle spiritual warfare started to happen. And before and now during I launched my podcast, I start to share about Christ. That was when the attack were just intense. You know, it, it's so intense. Um, so I'll start with sometimes if I'm in, this, in the environment with um, environment with people with, you know, a lot of spirits, right? Like I, I will sense it. Like I'll, I'll know, okay, there's spirits in this person. And, and you know, sometimes there was one, one time I, at night I was sleeping and two nights in a row where I was experiencing sleep paralysis, where I, the demons were attacking me in my dreams. 
right? And I couldn't even move. And one night there was it was yeah, super scary. There's the second night where I was I was dreaming and I experienced sleep paralysis again. And that time the demon literally took me out of my bed. Like I was floating. I might probably not be physically floating, but I in the dream it felt which felt real. I was floating in space. I was like levitating. And the de- the, the demon pulled me out of my bed on the floor just to like scare me. So at the time I'm already, you know, learning about spiritual warfare and deep, going deep into my faith. I was like, okay, I just not going to react to this. You can do whatever. Just, I'm not going to even react to you. And then, and then just constant, uh, sleep paralysis in the past. And then what, like, I haven't been experiencing this recently because I realized something, um, there's one thing, you know, how, when people are experiencing sleep paralysis, we can't speak, we can't say anything. But there is a word you can speak and it will work every single time is you can say the word Jesus. And when you say the word Jesus, sometimes um, it will still take a little like effort for you to say that when you are experiencing sleep paralysis. But I guarantee every time if somebody that's experiencing sleep paralysis, if you use the word Jesus Christ, you will instantly wake up from the dream and you'll be able to move. And so I started using it. I, when I started to experience sleep paralysis and now like sleep paralysis is gone, but now it's like the spiritual warfare is, is, is very intense in terms of, you know, when I, when I, the day, the day when I was ready to launch my podcast where I'm sharing my testimony, right. When I woke up in the morning and I just hear these uh, voices keep repeating itself, like die, just cure yourself. I just die like over and over again. I was like, that's definitely not my thoughts. It's literally the moment I woke up that day when I'm about to post that video. And and I and then I was like, wait a minute, that this is definitely not me. And I just, you know, in my head I just repeat, no, like, no, like God promised me. Like God promised me a calling, a life, a purpose that I have to leave out. I'm not gonna die. And so it was like things like this. Sometimes, you know, I'm constantly battling it. You know, when I posted this uh the podcast, now it started to go. Um, I, you know, experienced both sides. One, there are people are, you know, I started, once I start to speak out about my faith, I start to lose clients, like lose projects, lose, uh, you know, can probably relate to this like stream of income where I used to make from, you know, knowing new age and the people that I connected to that's like, that's the only community I know. And I lose, started losing clients and, you know, uh, a friendship start to distance itself and this is where you, you can also sift out like who who's real like who's who are your real friends that yeah it's not interesting when you, you yeah. come out with your faith and all of a sudden people don't want to talk to you anymore they don't want to follow yep. you they think you're yep. weird they yep. think you're brainwashed and what's happening is it's that same resistance that you had uh, before you were saved that's being exactly. activated with them. Uh, yes. It's, you know, demonic oppression, unfortunately. And it's this in the Bible. Um, Jesus says that they will hate you because they hated me first. And so that yeah. prosecution as a Christian is promised in the Bible. And ultimately the spiritual warfare, it's like, the devil can taunt us all he wants here on earth, but that's he knows that that's all he has because ultimately our spirit is with God and is going to heaven. 
But while we're on earth, because he is the prince of this world, he can try to torment us. And he does. And I experienced the same really strong spiritual warfare the moment I decided to denounce all new age, to completely rebrand my podcast. It just came at me from all avenues, financially, car troubles, relationship stuff, health stuff. And there is no coincidence in that. And especially when I, I just keep hearing stories that validate this. We are all going through some really strong spiritual warfare. Yes. Um, and I think that once you become really bold in your faith, you're going to receive it stronger more than ever. Yes. I just wanted to, um, yeah, acknowledge that. Like, thank you for your bravery for start to sharing about your faith and, and completely rebranding. I know that's not, you know, it's a process and it takes a lot of courage. And I can just say that you have a heart for God and your faith. And I just pray that God will continue to bless your podcast and bless your ministry because it's, it's so needed right now. It's, we need more people to speak out and uh, speak out about the truth. Absolutely. And us believers need to come together and to support each other and just like lock arms. Yeah. Because, because the, like what I, re, what I start to realize when an attack are getting strong is it's so important to have fellowship because, you know, when I launched my podcast, there was literally like, like a, one of a close friend said, if you think that Jesus is the only way, we can't have a friendship anymore. It was so, I was, it was, I was, you know, that weekend I was so depressed. Like I was so depressed. And I started to have these horrible thoughts about myself. Like, you know, this person is telling me I'm arrogant. I'm uh, arrogant and ignorant for believing that. And that's a violent thought. And I was like, wow, like, am I a bad person? Like I'm starting to have the, so that's where like the, all the voices start to come in. And that, you know, I reached out to my mentors, my Christian mentors and the elder of my church and everybody. It was like, this is something I really love about the Christian fellowship is, is there is just, it's such a special kind of, you know, a care that we have for each other. So the like compassion. These, the compassion, because and- they get it. Yeah. And and it's like with even my own story and denouncing all my new age stuff, I went and talked to a prayer elder and told them everything and even feeling shame with how many different practices I had dabbled in within the new age. But from her, I felt no judgment, no judgment at all, just pure compassion. And she was just so thankful and proud for how far I had come. And you know, that's not something it's really interesting. You turn around and you say to your new age spiritual guru that now you're turning to Christianity, they're going to get really spiteful and mean a lot of times. And it's interesting because if I would have said, I'm going to be Muslim now, I'm going to be Buddhist now, I'm going to believe that the tree in the backyard is a God. Now, if I said any of those things, they would have accepted me with open arms. Isn't that interesting? Like the moment, the only thing that triggers people is when you say Jesus is Lord, like Jesus is the only, is the King of Kings. Jesus is God. That's when people get triggered. You can say anything else. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to be a monk. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to go practice Muslim. Exactly. I'm going to go, go study some crystals. Everything is fine. Like it's fine. But when you say Jesus is the only way, that's when people get triggered. Mm -hmm. They do because it's the truth. And that's why um, yes. it's interesting that I, I, I saw a reel where a woman at a satanic conference, she was ripping up the Bible. And it's like, why was she not ripping up any other religious book? Why Come was it now. the Bible? 
right? Um, Because they have, they do, they have a a hatred in their heart. And so many people, unbelievers, they are being deceived by the devil and they're under his rule without even realizing it. They are in bondage without even realizing it. And they think Christianity is oppressive. It's the complete opposite. It's freedom from all of their bondage. It's so true. I have chills. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm, Amazing. And so... Now you have this podcast, you're sharing people's testimonies. And is this the path that you want to continue to go on is kind of being an evangelist for God? That's such a great question. Um, you know, with this podcast, God is really, I can feel God is calling me to do this. It's like, because there's so many open doors where on Easter, I literally walked into my church and I met this guy and he works at the church and we started talking and he showed me his podcast studio and he's like, you can use this whenever you want. I'm like, what? He doesn't even know I want to start a podcast. He doesn't just say that to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I, so like just one open door after another, I'm like, okay, God, I'm just going to do this. I don't know how, how, how I'm going to do this, but I know you will equip me. Because if you call me, you'll equip me. And so he started equipping me with the people with just powerful testimonies. Like just like the, like that too, I just told you in the beginning of the show. And so many different testimonies where people had this is a powerful encounter with God, with Jesus. And so now uh, what I think what God has called me to do is definitely this podcast is to sharing more to more people about God and, and and I think with a story, it's such a, a great way to ease into it because you really can't deny somebody's experience. And then from there, you know, I also have pastors on as well to talk about theology and stuff. You know, because what after my conversion, what really strengthened my faith is watching theology and apologetic videos. And that was like, wow, like this is actually very logically sound. Like this is. I've been watching um, apologetics videos as well. I didn't even know what that was. And I was a quote unquote Christian my entire life. And I believe that in today's day and age, you have to be able to defend your faith. And if anyone, they don't know what apologetics is, it's essentially the theology and study of how to defend your faith as a Christian. And they give really powerful points and actually go and have debates with atheists about their worldview. And a lot of times the the end of the conversation ends with the atheist's worldview completely collapsing and then them questioning, maybe there is a God. And it's really, really powerful. It is so powerful. So definitely I recommend for people who are listening who is unsure about their faith or who is uh, curious about Christianity to check out those apologetic videos. You can find a lot of good ones online. It's a lot of good ones. Um, And so, yeah, I think God is right now is calling me for this podcast because I've experienced so many blessings and grace in this. Yes, there are attacks, but the the blessings are just like, okay, I, I, this is literally, I can't even, this is not me. I can't do this. This is definitely God. God is blessing it. I'm surrendering. I'm like, God, I'm just going to put my foot on the gas. You take the will <laughs> and I'll trust you. And I, honestly, it's just been such a beautiful journey too. just you know, live our lives with full faith and just trust God. Uh, God will provide for us. And I just, you know, think about this song by Stephanie Grisinger. It was one of my favorite worship singer. And she's like, in one of the songs, I think it's called narrow, The Narrow Way. And she said, 
is it even sacrifice if I trade the world for you? Mm. And it's not like it, God is uh, God is everything. Like God is all. It God like really fulfills every single void that vacuum in our hearts. And so, and I really think、um, the ultimate calling、uh, God has for me is to maybe probably to make movies that ultimately. Lead people to God and inspire people to God, because I definitely see、uh, there is a need for Christian films to be super powerful. And because if you look at the Bible, if you look at even our current story, like our individual story with God, it's so powerful. It's so supernatural. And I don't, I don't really see that right now in the cinema industry, in the film industry. And so, if God willing, I think I would really love to do that. With my the rest of my life, just to make good Christian movies.、Mm, that would be amazing. I agree.、Yeah. There's、uh, such a need for it, and I believe there's a massive market for it. More and more people turning away、yeah. from certain brands and actors and all of that to really commit and go full in for Christ. And、yeah. absolutely, I think that would be incredible. And so. What is the name of your podcast? Where can people find you? Of course, I'm going to leave all of the links within the show notes. But where can people connect with you and hear all of these incredible, compelling stories that you've been sharing? Okay, it's called the Way of Love Podcast with Alex Liu and Liu spells L I U, and it's on YouTube and it's on Spotify. And on Spotify, it's just called the Way of Love. You won't miss it. It's literally a the album cover. The image is. God, Jesus, reaching hand out to us as as we were drowning, and、mm-hmm. that was my first encounter with Jesus. And then, I think that's you know happens to a lot of us. We're spiritually drowning without Jesus,、yeah. and so that's the name of the podcast, "The Way of Love." Amazing, Alex. Your story、yeah. is just so moving, so powerful, and I love to see the way that、Thank、God、so、is yeah using your talents, like using all of your talents and your skills.、Yeah. To work in a way that not only fulfills you, but that fulfills、yes. the kingdom, and that、yes. brings more attention to the love that God has for us, and not、yes. painting Christianity as something that judges or condemns, but instead、yes. accepts and loves and heals.、Yes. Like He is the ultimate healer. When you talk about the New Age, everyone's so obsessed with self healing, and like you said, co-creating the reality. That's a heavy burden to carry, and you don't have to do that.、Uh, yeah, he's the ultimate、yeah. healer, and、yeah. he he wants all you have to do is accept him into your heart, and he's there and he's ready. Come on, yes, amen. There's no there. God loves us. If you,、uh, I just pray for the people that who are listening, you know, who have not accepted Jesus as as their savior, and and I just pray for for each one of you to. Really experience God's love in a very like real way because once you have experienced that, life will never be the same. Because God's love is like the Bible talks about; it's a perfect love. It is no condemnation. A lot of times, like you said, people think that there's no hate like Christian hate. Like, come on, like there's no love like God's love, like Christian love. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, I'm.、Um, I'm excited to to see where God is leading you to as well with your podcast and with you sharing your stories. It's just been so cool, like get to know you and like you know when when I, um, I think when is that when we know to find you on Instagram. Yeah, it was you Instagram. Saw, you were saw. I think you saw. I think you saw one of my videos. Yeah, yeah. And when I saw like literally like that day when I when I saw 
and I, when I saw you saw you and on Instagram, I was like, wow, like I was checking out your page, like this person went on a similar path as I did, like back in the new age. And that day I was like, I was literally that day, I was being so discouraged with me just launching my podcast. I was like, am I on the, like, am I off the wrong track? And literally like, I just saw your page and I saw what you're doing. It's like, wow, like they're doing similar things. And it's just so encouraging to see there are other creators out there that are exposing the darkness, right? It's darkness that are, that is disguising itself as light. And, you know, as we were have both experienced in our journey, where when we start to professing that Christ is, is Lord, people in that community, there's like, there's pushbacks. Oh yeah. yeah. You're going to yeah. get, and yeah, you're going to get comments. You're going to get people DMing you. I definitely did. Um, and it's just part of the journey. And it's like, at this yeah. point, I know what I'm going to accept it. My page itself is actually still in my career is still in the sanctification process. There are plans. I have projects I plan that I have planned that are, um, more Christ focused. And I'm really excited about that. And that's where I see myself headed as well. And, uh, I'm, I'm just so excited because again, ultimately he is the number one healer. I've experienced it within my life. I have witnessed countless testimonies, both personal testimonies within my own family of miraculous healings, but then also, of course, a massive community of other Christians testifying to the same beautiful and instant and instant healing that cannot be explained. Um, and that is coming from a supernatural God that again, loves you. And all you have to do, if you're completely um, at the beginning of this journey is say, God, reveal yourself to me. That's it. That's the only prayer that you need. And from there, just keep an open mind and see what happens and start seeking him. And you will see some supernatural occurrences start to happen within your own life. Amen. Jesus said, seek, he shall find. Knock and the door will open. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amazing. Thank you, Alex, so much for coming on. And again, I'm going to leave all of the ways to connect with Alex to check out his podcast and everything he's up to within the show notes. If you felt uplifted, encouraged, and supported by today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you could leave a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify. Your reviews help these messages reach more people that need to hear his truth. And if we're not already connected, you can find me on Instagram at Sam underscore Calor. I would love to say hi and hear from you in the DMs.